0: This is Sylvester McCoy. Uh, you're listening to Who Made Who and uh, Me Made Me. And uh, my mother and father did the same. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now.
1: Operation Parks sure we keep history in order can i help you are we actually leaving not in a million years It's a brand new episode of Who Made Who, Cinema Geekly's Doctor Who podcast. It is Anthony Lewis and Ben Knight back talking another episode of Doctor Who Series 11. Uh, It's episode 3, Ben. Rosa. And uh, I know uh, we haven't even discussed the episode yet. (laughs) I feel like I'm stepping out of turn. But I'm willing to walk out a little bit here on a branch and say... Best episode of the season so far.
0: Oh, yeah, uh, w- without a question, yeah. Um, I
1: mean, uh, uh, it hasn't had a ton of competition, but
0: exactly, yeah. It, it's a solid episode in mm. in lots of senses. I I I do have opinions about a couple of bits of it, but yeah, it, it, same. It, it starts to you you can see the season beginning to bed in now, which is good.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about what happened. Uh, The Doctor is attempting to return the crew back to present-day Sheffield. The TARDIS, as usual, with a slight detour to 1955 Montgomery, Alabama, in the United States, uh, just slightly off. Uh, You know, but when you've been around for that many years, cosmically speaking, 1955 and 2018 really aren't that far apart. Uh, An excuse, I, I suppose, could be made. Uh, before... and it was an
0: error in time rather than space imagine the horror if they'd been trying to get to Sheffield and they ended up in Rotherham I mean that would be awful
1: <laughs> before attempting to leave the doctor finds that there are traces of Artron energy uh, in the area which is like a space energy uh, could only become coming... in, in
0: space they just call it energy
1: yep they just call it energy uh, it could only come from a time traveling device and it's not the TARDIS Deciding to investigate, the group learns that they have arrived the day before Rosa Parks refuses to give up her seat to bus driver James F. Blake um, on December 1st, 1955, uh, an event that massively helped influence the civil rights movement in America. Tracing the energy, the group locates a suitcase of equipment from the future, but are unable to learn more when its owner forces them to flee. The doctor suspects he is attempting to change history by ensuring Parks never had to refuse her seat to Blake. Uh, I believe, Ben, attempting to do like a butterfly effect type Mm -hmm. situation, something that would, uh, uh, in a wave of time, fold out and change history. Uh, Which
0: is where where the opinions lie for later discussion, but yes.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Leaving her friends to research everything behind the critical moment uh, on that That day in December, the doctor returns to examine the suitcase contents before using it to shield herself. uh, This is an odd sentence. Before using it to shield herself, its owner. Okay, so somebody needs to fix that sentence on uh, the the (laughs) plot description here. Uh, uh,
0: That's the true. uh, Before using it to shield herself, comma its owner, a rehabilitated murderer named Crasco. There you go. I fixed it for you, Internet.
1: You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Uh, The doctor learns that Crasco seeks to change Parks' life since his neural implants prevent him from killing any living being. That's kind of his plan, to just nudge things a bit. Uh, Unable to convince him to abandon his plan, despite destroying the vortex manipulator he used, she and her friends focus on thwarting his scheme by ensuring Parks refuses her seat to Blake at the appointed time, under the exact same uh, conditions of the incident. Although Crasco works to counter their efforts, the group stay one step ahead of him, making certain to keep history on track. Uh, While Ryan does his best to remove false notices at the bus stop, he encounters Crasco blocking the bus route with his car. Ryan Mm. learns that the criminal's actions are motivated by his deeply racist views. He's a future space racist, Ben. Mm. And so uses his displacement device that he dropped to send him to the past. That is, is, has been sent to the past to stop him completely removing the blockage. He and the others rejoin the doctor on the bus as passengers. As the moment arrives, the doctor realizes they have become integral to the events and is forced to keep them. Uh, everyone has to stay on board the bus and witness the event t- take place. Uh, after witnessing Parks being arrested by the police for violating segregation laws, the group returned to the TARDIS, knowing that history has been kept intact. So your thoughts on this episode, Ben?
0: Um Right, so let's talk Crasco.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um is the point of Crasco just that he's like an intergalactic dick? Because
1: That's the what it felt like to me. And it's it's not even yeah. very well to me it was not very well explained in this episode
0: no i mean there's talk about the the, the sort of final scene i think just about on the tardis where um you know they talk about history changing and that starting the Mm -hmm. civil rights movement or at least accelerating it and so on that's all fine but then it, it sort of goes on there's a suggested link that you know that's what changes it in the galaxy and you think well yeah and, and I've tried to be charitable to this, right, because there are two ways of looking at it. One is, um, okay, that's just really, it's golden arrow territory again. It's uh, mm-hmm. right, suddenly we've made a massive leap here plot-wise. Or two, and I suppose, let's give this a go, the civil rights movement um, uh, that, well, the, the one we are talking about here obviously relates to the United States, Yeah. though it is without question that the change brought about by the civil rights movement in the united states had a wider impact as it was heard about around the world so i suppose you could extrapolate from that that um as the universe gets smaller metaphorically because of communications and contact that a single incident that is heard about you know anecdotally passing further and further may i suppose be influential on um uh, in other places in the galaxy but it just feels like there's quite a few pages been skipped here. <laughs> mm. uh, and I, I kind of want to forgive it for, for what is a strange plot. But I think the problem was, I think I just felt frustrated. It felt like a bit of a lazy bit of writing. And that surprises me because, um, Mallory Blackman is, is, is not a lazy writer.
1: No. Um, and I this original, I strong. Suppose. yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, we also i presume we may see consequences of um ryan's decisions to uh to displace um crasco back in time mm-hmm. because i think just about without exception wherever that has happened in doctor who and i mean including original doctor who uh mm-hmm. whenever someone has been um displaced in time in that way there has been some form of fallout for it, or at least you find out what happened. So I suppose we might get something out of that. Yeah. But it, it's odd. I, I, the only thing I wondered was, what was the point of uh, what was the point of Crasco? Obviously, he's the antagonist in terms of you know what they needed to do their mission in this episode. The mm-hmm. only thing I could think of is if you remove Crasco, what you end up with, if you keep it just with you know there was some. Um, you know, there was some other type of dick trying to stop this in order to prevent it from becoming something else. Uh, you end up with Quantum Leap, um, mm-hmm. effectively. Uh, you know, you, I mean, this episode is this story has effectively been done in Doctor Who before, um, going back to a oh, crikey, a very, very long time, um, and it was done in Quantum Leap. I would imagine. I don't actually remember the episode, but it seems highly improbable that they never did this story.
1: Um, or something similar to it yeah
0: yeah exactly so um and we had the reference to the storm cage the the prison which of course um was long-term home for uh river song River, yeah um it just felt like there were quite a lot of sort of odd sort of distractiony bits in this that said i mean I'm i'm being harsh in the sense that this was a, a very strong episode, and the performance of um, Vinette Robinson as Rosa Parks. She was very good. Um, yep. sh- she was excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I quite enjoyed um, Ray Sessy as uh, Martin Luther King as well. Um, to yeah. be honest, he's that, that surprised me. I did not enjoy uh, Josh Bowman um, as uh, as our antagonist though. He is a a, a sort of slightly. <laughs> strange actor his, his history is rather odd yeah. uh i was i was trying to think what i'd seen him in um before this mm-hmm. and i i really was struggling and i, I think was, i eventually looked it up and he was in um holby city which i think i've mentioned on this show before uh for, for quite a while that's the only place i could really place him from but he has done other bits and bobs i just didn't yeah. he was he he, did, he wasn't sufficiently irritating as an out and out racist I didn't kind of buy him as an out and out racist. I also didn't, um, I didn't warm to him in any sense, in the sense that his character was so one dimensional. It was, mm-hmm. I'm a time traveling racist. I mean, that was all he, that was, that was his thing. I, I yeah. I, it, again, it may, it may be that this is just a casualty of the the format of this show and the fact that it's short episodes yeah. and, it was, you know, and that's
1: that. That was one of two things in this episode that I just didn't like. Uh, um, yeah. I, I had by the time this episode was over mm. I had v- vaguely discerned that I think that I was supposed to get that Crasco was just a a racist like an uh he's the mm. nazi you know you see the nazi automatic bad guy and yeah. that's the only trait you need to know that makes him bad uh, but I only get like a vague sense of that because up until the point where he says something to Ryan where he, I, yes. I, don't know, I can't remember if he says something like you people or something, but it's like right near the end of the episode. It up really until that, is. Yeah. Up until that point, as far as I could tell, it was kept close to his vest. I didn't get a sense that he was just a future racist.
0: So there's no idea of his motivation. Exactly. Yeah,
1: right. Which uh, for me, like in my head. I'm playing it out like he wants to stop this Rosa Parks thing because it butterfly effects into something that affects his future that somehow he ends up in prison and he's trying to stop it. But I didn't feel like it was necessarily tied to racism, which I guess I should have got because they were very heavy handed about how bad racism is in this episode. And I suppose I should have picked up on that more clearly, but I thought they were going to do something a little more clever. And instead, at the end, like... I'm like, boy, he kind of made a random racist remark at the end there. And then mm. I go online and read the synopsis. And it's like, Crasco, a future space racist. And I'm like, that's, that's all the, <laughs> the character was
0: racist. Right. Yep. Well, they,
1: they did, a, <laughs> they did a bit on the doctor who YouTube channel where they're doing like these case files on the villains. That's and right, they did yeah. a, they do one. And Jody Whitaker narrates them essentially. And she's talking about Crasco, and it's like, he was a racist from the future. And I'm like, that was his Like, that was it.
0: You like, can imagine the script, can't you? Where it just says that. I just, this is a future racist.
1: Fu- uh, racist from the future. I just felt like... Uh, racist in
0: space, isn't that the the name of um, Trump's new project?
1: <laughs> yeah, I believe that's... Uh, I, yeah. believe that the, uh, I believe that is the... I believe that is the... the, Like the subtitle to the Space Force. I, yes.
0: I asked Danny Trejo if that's going to be part of the plot of um, the new Machete.
1: Oh, Space Force?
0: Yeah. Um... <laughs> And he says, oh yeah, someone God. needs to like teach him mach- a lessons." So. Like
1: Machete 3 Space Force would be awesome. Actually, yeah,
0: that sh- shameless plug for. Well, It's part of the extended Cinema Geekly universe, isn't sure, it? Sure, sure, sure. Children of the Adams. Um, uh, AdamsNerds.com, I believe it is. Yeah. Uh, load, there's a current sort of mini episode with Richard Brake, and um I actually don't know who the other one is he put up on the mini episode. Uh, but you can catch me talking to Richard Brake and teaching him Welsh, which is fun because uh, he's a oh, Welsh American. Uh, and me trying to get Danny Trejo to guess the titles of the movies he's in based on the strap lines so there you go little plug for that um, <laughs> that sounds uh, on like a lot the of subjective uh, well, oh, well, i i wanted to,
1: i wanted to touch on the other thing that i didn't like mm. in this episode real quick cuz it's the only other thing i didn't like in this episode yeah. um, and it's this scene with um there's actually it's kind of like a really fun scene where they have to get like a like a motel room. And oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a racist cop that comes in, and Ryan and Yaz have to take a hike because white people only, of course. Uh, and they have this scene kind of like in the middle of or after the fact of that where mm-hmm. Yaz and Ryan are hiding next to a, a garbage can, a dumpster, or whatever. And uh, they're having a conversation, which I, I really don't have a problem with. The actual conversation they're having, but it struck me as like a, they were talking to each other like they were in a like an yeah. after school special. They didn't talk to each other like how people really talk to each other. Uh, well, that
0: really um, feeds into the the thing I was going to interrupt to say actually okay. as well. Yeah,
1: because uh, yeah. I mean, the scene is really Ryan. Uh, they're you know he's talking about at first it's actually not too bad. He's talking about how. Um, how much he hates it here and how much he has to hold back. And he's so lucky that grace taught him to keep his Mm. temper or whatever. But then they kind of start talking about this wider discussion about like how just because Rosa Parks sat on a bus doesn't mean it gets rid of racism, which, you know, is also fine and dandy. But then they start talking about like they're in an after school special. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, but I'm 10 times more likely to be pulled over by a police officer because of my skin color,
0: which uh, do you know what? These I are would much rather.
1: Yeah, I, I just it really
0: was clumsy as all hell, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I just want to point out that <clears throat> everything they're saying is not like it's true, it just didn't feel like when you're presenting a show where you're supposed to believe that these are people talking to each other it just Mm. didn't feel like I don't know anybody who talks to each other in statistics like that. Do you
0: know how they could have done it? I I, Mm. One thing that um, and again I appreciate the the
1: message but the delivery felt like, it felt like I stopped watching a Doctor Who episode and all of a sudden I was watching a um you know, if you're a racist oh. and you're watching this, we would like to present you with the following information.
0: <laughs> I would like to have seen a, a use of some flashbacks to him growing up um, with his mum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would have been quite a good, because she she is a cracking actress, as we've discussed before. Indeed, um, And I think there would have been better ways of introducing the background. If you wanted to do the kind of after-school special thing of you know, let's convey this information, then you could have done it in a way that that had some dramatic. element I agree that the, the dialogue in that scene, and it's not the only place actually in this episode. There are a few places where the dialogue really was um, shoehorning information, and this is this is this is a problem, a, a concern I have about series eleven and um, Chris Chibnall mm-hmm. is this. One of the things that people always say about Doctor Who is that it's a kids' show. Mm -hmm. And over the years, it has fluctuated between being a kids' show and being a science fiction show for those who like science fiction of all ages. Mm -hmm. Um, We had peak um, darkness at various times during Capaldi and uh, actually, in fact, various times since 2005 and before my concern is this so far we've seen three episodes which all of which seem to have been written as episodes for children's bbc that mm-hmm. is to say they lack the 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 well, not even the depth the breadth i suppose of of content they they are written and produced and have dialogue in them that sounds like um they're made for cbbc now I can't resent that in the sense that, let's be honest, it was a kids' show. This this show first aired as a children's TV show, and the mm-hmm. only reason it caught traction is that the day after it was on, everybody was talking about it. This is in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Everybody was talking about it, and it made the news, and thereafter it became a, a kind of cult thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if, uh, if, Ch- if Chibnall is taking this back to being a kids' show, that is a very very bold move and I'll, I'll go as far as to say for the BBC's point of view that is an epic mistake mm-hmm. getting that balance right that has been right since 2005 for the most part yep. um, is, is crucial and when I look at the rest of the episodes I've seen information about here mm. I I just have a little worry that Chibnall perhaps needs to um, for lack of a better expression just grow up a little bit mm. I mean, that, is that is that is that unnecessarily pessimistic? I don't know. I uh,
1: I don't know. I mean, I definitely see, I definitely see what you're saying. I mean, I, I'm, I'm totally seeing it in a lot of, at least. To me, it feels like it in the writing, department. Mm-hmm. It certainly feels, a little. Not, like, really brought down to kids' levels, but then again, I'm thinking of, like, American kids' shows, so I'm not sure... I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if British children's television is a little bit on a on a higher writing level than ours, but...
0: Do you know what? It, it used to be, actually, in truth. It isn't these days. Ah,
1: uh, okay. So yeah. I'm seeing it a little bit. Uh, part of me is just wondering, because, it, it, like I said, that particular scene felt very explainy. And that is something you would either do to you know either a a racist who is watching, which the Mm. odds are probably very slim (laughs) that racists are watching a show with a cast this diverse. Well, we discussed
0: before, haven't we, that um, science fiction doesn't tend to be a big draw to the racists. No, it does Uh.
1: not. So the the other thing that you're doing is you know speaking to a younger audience, which there's nothing wrong with and right now I don't feel like they're too out of balance but I agree no, that you gotta you gotta strike the right balance um, it does feel like they're wobbling a bit more towards uh, it feels more uneven than it's felt uh, in a while yeah. uh, I mean I, the-
0: I, I do hope that um, the next episode which given the title and given the timing of this episode's release uh, I really do hope that we're gonna see some I don't want, you know, to plunge into uh, Capaldi level darkness again immediately. Sure. I don't, but what I would like is. Do you know what? I'd like. Do you remember those? Do you remember the darker episodes of Eccleston's run? Um, uh, yeah. The slightly moodier, the slightly more sinister storylines, the mm-hmm. the not dumbing it down. Um, yeah, no farting occasional,
1: aliens. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, a little bit of adult theme here and there. Just, you know, not overdoing it, just to. I, I really want to see how Jodie Whittaker deals with that, because this is another danger, is if, you, if you're if you patronising an audience, that's a problem. If you're writing for a much younger audience and dumbing it down, you will lose an audience, and the yeah. real risk here is if they lose their audience share because of the writing, mm. it, it's the end for the idea of um, women playing the Doctor, because people will immediately assume or will choose to simply correlate the viewer figures alongside... Um, her run as the yeah. doctor and that'll be that for, right, for be a disaster
1: for right now they're holding strong i don't think the final ratings are out for
0: they're not yet Rosa no.
1: yet, but last week's episode ended at uh nine million which is a drop from the premiere but not a big one
0: no that, that that's a solid um
1: That's a Uh, very solid second episode.
0: Yeah, the BBC will be perfectly happy with that. Uh, In the US, Rosa got uh, 808,000 viewers on the night. That's uh, not bad for BBC America. That's very good for BBC America. Yeah, Um, I think the current figures for the overnights in the UK was 6.39 million, um, which is about 30%. That is...
1: That'll probably go up a little bit, but...
0: Yeah, it'll have been the second highest overnight for the... For, for for what was on that night mm-hmm. and it would i think in fact here we go the fifth of the week in the overnights across all channels so it's still performing really well okay I, i'm just i'm now just a little bit concerned that we need to see we've done the regen we've done kind of regen part two <clears throat> we've now seen historic um slightly preachy, but you know, and that's not a criticism. Sometimes that's a good thing and crikey we could do with more people understanding why racism makes you a dick. Um right now. Yes. And what we perhaps now need is is one of the other types of episodes. We need something either with a kind of sci fi horror aspect to it, which given the timing may well be, or we need to see some pure sci fi or, or something we we just need to see a bit of breadth in this and Mm -hmm. i i'm still i've still got high hopes for it and as i said i think i've said every episode uh the fact that um bradley walsh hasn't utterly utterly ruined this for me and in fact i will say this this is another episode in which his performance he didn't have that much to do in this episode but where he did his performance was strong i have no difficulty with him in this show
1: yeah pretending Uh, to be the doctor's husband when the policeman came in was was a a lot of fun and he puts it like when he's about to leave he puts his (coughs) arm around her at the end just for that convincing we're in a relationship Mm. thing and the look on the doctor's face was awesome
0: Uh, i i loved it i and he that's that's the other thing as well this this is positive for me because the idea of him doing comedy um or you know, doing comedy moments in this was where I thought it would really come unstuck, uh, because you you know, once you're a game ho- game show host, you're always a game show host. Yeah. I, I take it back, I, Bradley Walsh. I I utterly accept I have misjudged, and he continues to show that. Yeah. Um. As I say, I'm still slightly disappointed in J D. Whitaker in the sense that I, I there's still an awful lot of um. Dialogue by numbers here going on and mm. I do think I agree with you that I think some of that is what she's being given to work with. Mm. Um I think that will I think that will change. I, I'm I'm I remain optimistic. I'm not blown away as yet. Of course the interesting thing came out of this week's episode is uh it rattled a certain cage, didn't it? Uh, with mention of the um uh the vortex manipulator mm. uh, one one john barrowman uh piped up this week partly to advertise his involvement in uh the new fireman sam uh series yeah uh, i don't know if you get fireman sam in the u.s but it's also
1: on dc universe as well
0: ah uh, yes, yes 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 uh something i tried and could not get into alex loves it uh yeah, so Barrowman's been asked again whether um, he's likely to make a comeback. I mean, we already know, I think, that we're not going to see Barrowman or um, Alex Kingston anytime time soon. Yeah. Um, but he's gone back to saying, you know, I really think this needs to be brought back into the stable. There is potentially room for it because I think it's common ground that class is history. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. it, got, it got the one run. <clears throat> it was appallingly written and uh, really quite badly cast. And so it ended up on its backside. I would still like to see a couple of the characters from cast uh, appearing in the main um, universe, but yeah, but yeah what, what do you think of the idea of Barman? Um How how do you think Barrowman get on with uh, J.D. Whittaker's
1: doctor? I mean, I think pretty well, right? I mean, she's, I mean, she is playing a doctor very similar to, Tenant's Doctor, with a little bit of yeah. uh, Matt Smith seasoned in there. So, I mean, I think, I mean, it all comes down to, like, you know, chemistry on screen and that sort of thing, but uh, for the most part, you know, I think it would probably work. Uh, I mean, I thought with Crasco they were going for a, uh, a Jack Harkness-like character at first until they're just, you know, like, oh, no, 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 this guy has one note and ding, there it is. And now we've sent him off. Uh, so that was kind of sad. I was kind of hoping for a, something a little more layered. I, I know that they are well, doing... Well, may, we may see him back. True, of course. true. Of course. I mean, we don't see him die or anything like that. Uh, uh, you know, and they did say that they are doing something different. This series, They're not doing... I believe they said they're not going to be doing any traditional Doctor Who villains this season at all.
0: No traditional yeah. villains and no global arc, yeah.
1: Yeah, which is interesting, because that makes me feel like every episode is going to be like a one-off villain who is not hmm. that interesting, which means a lot of the interest is going to have to come from um, the group. And so far, yeah, I... I like them, but I can't. But so far, say we I'm lost in... the
0: potentially most interesting one of the group.
1: <laughs> yeah, Grace is by far the, and I like that she got a shout out in this episode. Like,
0: yeah, um, me too.
1: you know, man, I wish she was here. And I think it was, maybe it was like Ryan. It was Ryan who was like, "I, I don't." She'd start a riot. Uh, and I'm like, you know what? She would. Wouldn't and you? I would love to see that. <laughs> yes, I was like, that would have been great That's ex- to see.
0: It's exactly um, what I thought when that when he said it, yeah. Uh, okay,
1: so speaking of, like, adult stuff, I want to talk about the things I liked in this episode. Um, yeah. The stuff that was not very um, child-oriented or, or very explaining at all, uh, pretty much everything that had to do with the time period. Uh, of course, we talked about... Um, uh, Miss Robinson's portrayal as Rosa Parks was mm. uh, tremendous, but like a lot of the other small players and stuff the James Blake, the the bus driver uh, yes just many of the people around town uh, I can't remember the name of the fellow, I think you maybe mentioned earlier, played uh, Martin Luther King um, mm-hmm. like all of that stuff The I mean, even the cold open or it wasn't a cold open, I guess they open straight with credits now, Doctor Who used to have yeah. cold opens but they don't anymore, I, I guess <laughs> um they but like the first thing we get is like that stuff with uh Rosa Parks and i think they're teasing i think they want to tease you that this is supposed to be the moment that she refuses to get up uh but oh, she, i thought
0: that was so nicely done yeah that was lovely
1: but it's not it's an it's an event that takes place a few like a few years prior which is mm. a, also true uh when i Went in. And... I was going to ask you
0: exactly that. Did you look that up?
1: Yeah. I I did. I went in. I went and looked it up. And uh, one thing I did not know. I know Rosa Parks lived until ooh, I want to say 2005. Mm,
0: something so, like that. Yeah. Uh,
1: and the bus driver. He also lived quite a while. He lived until 2002.
0: Really. And
1: hmm. I found an interesting article when the bus driver died, and they asked Rosa Parks to make a comment. And her comment was, "I'm sure his family will miss him."
0: <laughs> Ooh, which is burn. ice
1: cold. <laughs> uh, I don't blame her. Uh, no, it was a. Uh, but I, I liked, I liked that. Hmm. Um, in fact, there was a couple of moments with Bradley Walsh and humor in in this episode. There was the moment where he puts his arm around the doctor, trying to pretend hmm. to be his husband, and then of course when they try to go get James Blake, who's off. Wait,
0: did you just misgender the doctor there? Did I? I think you did. Trying to be his husband, you just. Said. Oh my Whoa. god! Hughes, oh, that's it. You're a turf. It's We're wibbly.
1: gonna be in trouble now. I, I don't know, Ben. It's this is all very wibbly wobbly <laughs> right now. Uh, <laughs> when uh, so when uh, Graham and Ryan go to get James Blake, who's uh, off fishing, to get him to go back to drive the bus, they do uh, <laughs> some humor there. As well, and he tries to give Ryan like a, a fist bump, and Ryan's just like, "Don't do that."
0: It was that. Do you know what that scene was really badly edited, but it was still funny. It even still though it worked. Yeah, brutally cut up. Yeah,
1: it still worked. Uh yeah. I, I thought it was. I thought it was good. But uh I, by and large, there's a lot to like in this episode. I mean, I mm. the they did a pretty good job of recreate. I don't know where they shot this at, but they did a pretty good job of recreating the. The sense and feeling of uh, mid fifties Southern United States. Uh, for the most part, people did pretty good on their accents. I believe that guy <laughs> that slapped Ryan like straight off uh, when he mm. tried to give his wife her, her handkerchief back. Mm. I felt that guy was struggling to maintain his accent. I, uh, he
0: was from he was from lots of places, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all at the same time. Even I noticed that.
1: Yeah. Uh he so he was he was struggling, but uh, yeah, the the guy who did Martin Luther King, he did a pretty good job uh, as well. It 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 always sounds like I because I keep forgetting he has such a distinct um, pattern of speech that mm. it always sounds like somebody is trying to do an impression of him, <laughs> and yeah. it turns out he was doing fine. It's you know he's got a. He has an unusual cadence when he talks, uh, but oh, yeah, that was weird. great. I, I like that scene too with Ryan, where he's like, "Thanks, Martin Luther King, yes, Rosa Parks," and then he's just like, "Oh,
0: Whoa. I mean, it, it was it jarred and actually, it took me out of the episode slightly, but
1: um, <laughs> it was I don't know, it was charming for me. It kind of it, it, kind it of was, was a it weird.
0: was the sort of thing you think, yeah, do you know what in that situation actually say that." I yeah. love the fact
1: that no one reacted to it. Yeah, well. that he would just call them by their full names, like, thank you, Martin Luther King. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> by the way, uh, a, a question of curiosity as an American to a Brit. Um, there's a scene when they first arrive, they go to that racist restaurant, uh, which oh, is yeah. amazing. They even got like in the door and sat down at a table.
0: Uh, yeah, um, it didn't seem likely, did it? In but, the first yeah.
1: place, before they did the whole... Uh, yeah, before they did the whole cantina thing where we don't serve your kind here. Mm. Uh, and My uh, friend
0: doesn't like you. Anyway, yes. sorry.
1: <laughs> You'll be dead. Uh, there's a there's a moment where they're like, you know, talking about Rosa Parks or whatever and they ask, you know, Ryan's like, yeah, wasn't she like the first black person to drive a bus or something like that? And they're like, it's <laughs> really important. And he's like, because uh, they said like the course he took was yeah. like named after her. And it's just, like, she's American. (laughs) Yeah. Like, is this a common thread Uh, of, like, American history is not that important in the U.K.? I can't imagine um, that it would be terribly important. uh,
0: No, no, no. no. Well, let me say this. So, Rose (laughs) Parks, I was going to say universal. Turns out that actually may be true. Uh, Universally known, as far as I'm aware. Um, Mm -hmm. And there there are uh, schools and various other things named after her in the U.K., Um, I think I suppose they might have been being a little bit preachy here possibly and doing the whole kind of you know know your history type um, thing with him I, I suppose though it is true to say that a lot of people will know I suppose a lot of people will know who Rosa Parks was mm-hmm. and know generally that it was you know the woman on the bus I guess Yeah, um, and may not remember quite what the detail was Mm-hmm. Um you know the the broad brush of oh yeah I remember she refused there was a bus involved okay got it um they may not remember all the details so I yeah it, it seemed a little unlikely to me that he wouldn't have slightly more of a clue mm-hmm. than that but
1: mm. I, and uh as an American I would like to say that what happened with Yaz in this episode and her ethnicity I can totally oh say 100% is legitimate because I myself originally thought she was a Muslim character. And then I'm like, oh, wait, no, no, no. The name Yasmin Khan, clearly she's Indian. And then in this episode, I find out she's Pakistani. So, uh... (laughs) and they thought she was mexican at least i didn't think she was mexican
0: i was about to say i thought the mexican thing was a i thought it was quite a good gag i, I was going to ask you actually I, I occasionally scribble a note down when i'm watching dr who because we're mm-hmm. doing this and I, I was going to write down um how likely that you know how likely would it be that in the given the time frame that they might have thought she was mexican
1: yes uh I, I, I mean, and I don't even like the questions she raised were questions. I didn't even know the answer to because they let her in the front of the bus. Cause colored, yeah. colored folk are supposed to enter in the back of the bus. Cause that's where they all sit. Uh, but they're like, he let me in on the front of the bus, but does colored <laughs> just mean black people or like, she didn't know. And I'm like, well, that's good. Cause I don't know either. Like I, I presumed colored meant anyone that wasn't white. But... We need
0: some education. Yeah, yeah. we need a, lis- a listener to this show who knows about racism in the 1950s in the United States of America to as a, contact as a, us. Yeah, as,
1: it, as it pertains what, to other minorities, yes.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, in 2018 in the UK, uh, the uh, the racist term used for those from Pakistan is uh, is frequently misapplied to those from India, which. Um, yeah doubly offensive to those people because uh, people from well India and Pakistan if you know your world history mm. not not the best of friends no they're not um, and uh, I have <laughs> the joy of racism it exists in every sense I've known I've worked with Indian uh, guys who were appalled at being referred to as if they were in a derogatory term as if they were from Pakistan I see um, <laughs> Because they're like that's that's just a double fucking insult, which is you know kind of racist of them. So in, in
1: and of itself, <sighs> yes. what a world. What yeah, a time. Uh, isn't, it? isn't f- it, Joe? I feel like this episode as a whole, because there's a lot to talk about and unpack in this episode. But I feel mm. like with uh, as a whole, I feel like they gave us an episode with a lot of pretty good performances, a couple that were really good, mm. uh, but th- this was mostly. F- full of good performances with a good message that they just sort of a couple of times, uh, I feel like mishandled a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, I, it's dumb on me for thinking that Crasco was going to be some sort of, uh, there's going to be more to him given the rest of this episode. But I also feel like that was kind of like a a mismanage. It sort of just felt like a throwaway, uh, Character Like I'm going to be, if he, if he does show up again, I'm going to be far less interested in the future space <laughs> racist because I mean, that's kind of, it's kind of what he is. I mean, maybe they'll do some sort of weird redemption arc. where sending him to the past and forcing him to uh, relive history. Maybe, maybe they send him to a time where most of the people who were alive did not have light colored skin and he's the minority and he'll learn a valuable lesson, Ben. Uh, when he returns to the present and or future times. Mm. Maybe he'll be a, a changed or turned around person. Uh, Maybe
0: River will fill us in on um, the details of that asshole yeah. when we next encounter her.
1: I'm far more interested in River meeting uh, the current <laughs> Doctor and seeing how that interaction uh, plays out. So, Yeah.
0: And, it, it, you know, it's in the pipeline eventually. They just want mm-hmm. a, a season of... Um, you know finding their feet first which i i understand uh
1: so any other thoughts on this week's episode uh if not what would you give it Um,
0: i think you know i this is probably worth a four for me because they although the ham fisted stuff was what it was Mm -hmm. actually there was there was an awful lot that was right about this episode yep um I surprised myself in giving it that score slightly because the gut feeling when watching it was it was a little bit lower than that. But um, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a four.
1: Yeah, I, I don't feel weird. I mean, I gave it a four. Uh, but that was just because, like I said, the, the t- there were two things in this episode I didn't like. And <laughs> one of them was really just a, a dialogue choice to mm. make people talk in a way that people don't normally talk to each other. Or at least it's not my experience that people talk this way to each other.
0: Well, actually, in my experience, 22.6% of people have
1: that. <laughs> well, I mean, they yeah. didn't go into percentages, at least. But <laughs> yeah, I, I think Ryan said I'm more likely than my mates to get pulled over or whatever. But um, yeah. and, and the, there, at least there was a good line by Yaz where she's like, well, not this police officer. Mm. Um, because as a minority, you know, but... True. From, uh, from a police
0: force once deemed to be institutionally racist by a public inquiry. Oh, <laughs> <Very> well.
1: <laughs> she, uh, yeah, and she didn't get a lot to do in this episode. Although I did like her moment with Rosa Parks, where she was like, I'm a police officer. And she's like, Rosa Parks was taken aback by this. Of course she would be. Uh, and she's stunned or whatever.
0: I actually thought that was one of the peak moments of her performance, actually, that scene.
1: Yeah, and she's like, um, you know, well, what do you want to do? And yeah, says, I want to run the place. And Rosa was like, preach. Mm. <laughs> that was I liked that scene a lot. Mm. I thought that was really good. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, but yeah, I, I gave it a four. Like I said, my complaints were fairly minor in the grand scheme of things. But they were kind of big moments in the episode that sort of took me out of it. But, you know, not so much that I, you know, I could still see the forest from the trees. <laughs> it was a really good episode with a good message. And it felt for the first time like we're doing a real doctor who episode here and not putting our pieces on the board. Uh, they finally started moving them around a little bit, but I, and I know they're not going for a specific arc, uh, this season are doing a story arc, but I'm, I am curious as to what at the end of this series, uh, the season, like what the overall, there is going to end up being some sort of overall theme about the doctor because there always is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just a bit of a sort of discovery voyage, I think, for the, for the character. So mm-hmm. I think we'll start to see more and more of that um, yeah. appearing in it. Yeah. Uh, you, you know other things that don't have uh, arcs across multiple episodes because they're one single thing? That's movies. And sometimes yeah. you can buy movie tickets. But have you got anything you need to advertise that we forgot to advertise at the start of the show?
1: I mean, I actually didn't forget to do it. I was going to do it as soon as we were done giving, talking about our <laughs> reason for the scores. Uh, I just
0: uh trying to try and it in there. So, with a
1: fantastic segue like that, how could I ignore the good folks over at Adam Tickets <laughs> for sponsoring this week's episode? CinemaGeekly.com slash Adam Tickets or click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page to pick up the aforementioned movie tickets and or gift cards for the movie fan in your life. Uh... Thank you, Ben. I mean, I, I was thinking of it, but it's nice to know that other people were also thinking about it as well. There, it's, and it's Podcast not,
0: producer, it's a hard habit to get out of.
1: Yes, and it's it's not like it is without precedent that I have forgotten to mention uh, the sponsors <laughs> for shows. So uh, a big thank you to them, of course. Uh, so that's a wrap for this week's episode. Uh, head on over to cinemageekly.com, check out the archives of the show. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher. Just search for Who Made Who, hit subscribe. Come back next week. Here's talk about the Halloween spooktacular uh, edition of Doctor Who, uh, Series 11, Episode 4. It's called Arachnids in the UK.